Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into another edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie from Oklahoma City. Who is currently sitting in traffic when we're taping this Tuesday afternoon. Bonnie, um, it's been an interesting weather day, especially for you in Oklahoma City. And like I said, I know you're stuck in traffic, but you said you were seeing some really cool cloud formations. Tell me what you're seeing. Well, you know... They're cool in the sense that they're your basic, you know, SLCs, just some scary looking clouds, some pretty good scud going on beneath some of these storms. Um, It's really dark to my south. It's really, really dark to my north. I'm kind of in this little in-between area, but I'm looking at both of these storms and they're looking pretty interesting. I think they're really trying to be severe. They're trying really, really hard. Um, there's some very, very low-hanging little scud clouds. It really looks like I could reach out and touch them. They're just that low. So. Well, I just learned. I, I just learned a new term: SLC, scary-looking clouds. I've never heard that before. So that's. Yeah. That's no, actually... it's official. No, I'm kidding. I don't think it's official, but. Well, you know, let's yeah. make it official. We'll make it an official B squared, uh, you know, catchphrase: SLC, scary-looking clouds. I think it's unofficial official in the meteorology community because lots of people, regular people, regular Joes, they see hanging down clouds and especially these really low spiderwebby looking clouds. People get real scared and think that there's something and it really it's just little condensation forming in some areas of low pressure and Scud clouds, yeah, scud clouds do have a tendency to uh, scare the public when they don't understand what to look for or what they're actually looking at. So I can understand that. Uh, earlier today, uh, a lot of our friends at the National Weather Service down in Norman and the Storm Prediction Center uh, tweeted out a, um, a screenshot of the radar. And they were using Radar Scope, I believe is what the product uh, was that they showed us. And they said, wow, this looks like an absolute textbook tornadic supercell. But don't look at the velocities because if you do, you will clearly see it's nothing more than uh, just a really pretty design uh, from an SLC, a scary looking cloud. So it was pretty hilarious. I was like, oh, finally something is happening for Bonnie in Oklahoma. She'll have the ability to go out chasing maybe. And then you look at the velocities and it was literally just a light breeze. Yeah. I mean, it it had a good, good form. It had a nice little hook echo trying to happen. It was severe warned. Um, but not tornado warned. So, and it kind of, it's kind of fallen apart since then too. It, is. it tried, it tried real, real hard. Right. But at least you finally are getting something exciting weather wise. You're not baking in the heat. You know, you're not freezing cold. You at least have some storms to, you know, hopefully have something happen with. Exactly. Like we even had a tiny, tiny tornado risk today, this afternoon. We're still in it probably till around seven o'clock. So that's pretty good. You know, we haven't had a decent tornado risk of any kind in a long time. So, Well, that's fantastic. Back here in Oregon, uh, as I was telling you before we start taping, outside the studios here, um, the smoke is basically laying at ground level. The air quality is absolutely her- uh, terrible. Um, in downtown Portland, it's past the unhealthy level. Uh, out here in Washington County, where I am, it's also in the unhealthy level, and it's not going to go anywhere for any time. 
the smoke models um, that I've seen today from NWS Boise. Uh, NWS Seattle had also mentioned it. Uh, just the low-level flow is not changing. And temperatures today are in the mid-90s. Uh, even a couple of the forecast models had us hitting 100 today, but the smoke is keeping the temperature down. So thankfully that's happening. But the air quality is bad. As soon as you walk outside, you smell smoke in the air. You see it. It permeates your clothes. It gets everywhere. It's just it's not fun. Um, and so those people dealing with allergies and asthma and anything that you know you're trying to do outside just gets absolutely worse because of all the smoke. I'm doing all my workouts inside. I've been running in place for three days, which is not fun. Um, I don't thoroughly enjoy you know stepping on the same spot more than once. Uh, but when you're running in place for 30 minutes, you know it, it gets kind of tedious. But it's better than being outside. At least the air inside is filtered. But man, it's it's bad and it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Y'all need some good wind or a good rain or something. We do. And, you know, what's funny is the forecast models have a northerly wind, you know, that would be enough to clear. But because we have fires to our south, fires to our east and fires to the north, all the smoke is kind of filtering in. And so what we really need is a good, you know, like you said, a low pressure system to come through and just kind of kick everything east. Um, yeah. And, you know, it'd be great. But unfortunately, this time of year when we have stuff like that, it does trigger instability, which means more thunderstorms, which means more lightning strikes which means more fire starts, more fires, and more smoke. So we're kind of in this little weird thing. I'm leaving again this weekend for another music festival, and I'm going to be outside for four days, and I really hope the smoke clears because if it doesn't, it's going to be really miserable. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to get those, those like, masks that lawnmower guys wear. You oh, know? yeah. That's what you're going to need. Yep. Or and, a bandana or something. Right, and thankfully I'll be, you know, I have access to an indoor hospitality area but still it's like i don't want to be cooped up in there for four days so right. you know if it's really bad i might end up just coming home we'll see but smoke is not good uh again you know we're thankful for the firefighters and we're thankful for the first responders that are dealing with this and man, we just hope it comes to an end quickly i had to uh, drive over to central oregon on sunday to dj a wedding for some friends and saturday night i was online and I saw a tweet come across that the main highway that I usually take was closed because of a wildfire. And so I was like, oh man, just another thing that, you know, I'm looking at that I have to deal with tomorrow. And so when I left and we actually made it to that point on the highway Sunday, uh, the fire was out, but you could still see little pockets of a tree smoldering here or there. And the firefighters were still, you know, in mop up duty, but you, you can tell it doesn't take anything more than a spark from somebody either doing something with a chainsaw um, or a lightning strike or oh, cigarette. Exactly. And it's really funny. The car fire down in California that went through, uh, Redding, California, apparently was started by a rancher using a pile driver, just a manual pile driver driving in a metal stake in a field to repair a fence. Wow, and, and just that little spark. And a spark started the fire. And again, that's not been confirmed. I heard that from a friend of mine that's a rancher down there, but he said that's what you know we're dealing with. It's that dry. So any type of ignition, so lightning, sparks, anything will start it. And so it's just we're so dry that we are desperately in need of rain. And you know, models say they're nowhere close. We might cool down a little bit this weekend, which would be nice, but there's no rain in the near future. See, when we feel your pain, that's how we were a few months ago. You know, most of Western Oklahoma was on fire. So 
I mean, we totally feel your pain. And now Mother Nature has smiled on us and we have rain in the forecast for the next nine days or so. So your luck will turn around, I'm sure. It's just a matter of when. Yep. And right now it's looking like maybe early September. But again, if you look at, you know, climatology of Oregon, we're dry usually through the mo- through most of September. We don't really get into our rain season until late September, early October. And then if we have, you know, a prolonged summer, which happens from time to time, uh, we're looking at mid-October now with rain. And then we start to get into issues with snowpack and how high the snow level is going to be. And just it it just it compounds, you know, year after year until either we have an overabundance of rain an overabundance of snow, or we stay dry. And now with the NOAA forecast saying a possibly strong El Nino this year, what will that do? So uh, I know a lot of people out here on the West Coast are praying for rain. Hopefully it comes soon, and hopefully it comes in large amounts. Not all at once. If we can spread it out, I think that's going to be the best case scenario because you don't want to have you know, a ton of rain on top of these fire burns, and you get flash floods, and that doesn't help anybody. So, uh, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, but hopefully we have some rain coming. We just don't know when yet. It'll happen, and I'm sure, you know, because we're in an abnormal pattern right now. This is usually our really hot time, dry. We don't start getting wet till about halfway through September, and so here we are most of August so far. We've had rain chances pretty much the whole month. It's been way cool the whole month. So maybe because our pattern has switched, maybe yours will switch too, and you'll get some rain earlier than expected. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking with a friend of mine who, you know, was he goes, I don't want to, I don't want to fast forward summer, but I want to get to winter. He goes, however, if we were to stay in this setup for winter, where we have a high pressure over us right now, if it retrogrades back to the west, that always, I can't say always, but it usually indicates that we're going to get some type of Arctic air that comes into the Pacific Northwest. Either we get a true Arctic blast and it comes down right over, you know, northern Idaho, cold air pools in uh, central and eastern Oregon, and then shoots through the gorge, or we actually get the entire air mass that makes its way over top of us. That's what happens in that setup with that high retrogrades off the West Coast. Or we do what we did last year where the high sits over top of us and we literally end up with clear and cold conditions and nothing happens. So no rain, reduced snowpack. Uh, reduce stream flows. Look at what we have now where you have an, an, a drought, basically. Um, more chance of dried out vegeta- vegetation, more fires. So it's just one of those things where it's, like I said, it's, you know, you pray for one thing and you just hope it happens. But then again, you actually need something to happen to break the cycle because if you have consistent years of the same thing happening, eventually, you know, it, it, that becomes the new normal. So, um, right. It could be climate change. It could be a whole number of things. Um, it's just one of those things where we're, you're just trying to figure out what's going to happen. And like you said, all it takes is a pattern change. You guys were roasting for a long time. Now you're back into the rainy season. Um, you know, you guys are lucky because you have at least the golf there to provide your moisture. We are such a dry air mass in the summer that it literally takes a super strong storm to come through off the Pacific Ocean to really do any damage. We did have some rain this past weekend. Um, some areas had a tenth of an inch. Other areas had significantly more. I know I was under a nice little downpour for a while, and it was really refreshing, but as soon as it was gone, it was humid again, and then the next day it dried out, and we were back into the 90s. So it, it was nice. It was a good 24-hour respite, but it didn't do much. It did break the rainless streak at PDX. 
Uh, but several other airports and several other areas, you know, they saw a little bit of rain, but not enough to make it measurable. So they continue their, they're basically their dry streak. So yeah. again, we're waiting on just something to come off the Pacific to help, you know, one, knock the smoke out and two, get some water. But uh, like I said, the forecasts say it's going to be dry for a while. Oh. Well, it'll change. It has to change. So we'll just, we'll have to wait it out. But I mean, you know, we're all praying for you guys over there. Cause like I said, we definitely feel your pain. So we right. can more than empathize. Yeah. And we appreciate that. I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's something that's kind of become a, a new normal. And, you know, I, I went out to get the mail a little bit ago. And like I said, the smoke's in the air and you can definitely feel it. Um, you see it, it's, it's there, it's present. It's not like when it's up higher in the atmosphere, where it's like, oh, it makes really pretty sunsets and sunrises. This is just like, it's everywhere. So everywhere's brown, everywhere smells bad. Um, and it's just irritating your eyes, all of that. Exactly. It's in your throat. It's in your lungs. It's just, it's just not fun. Um, but it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. Last year was the first time I could really remember, like excessive amounts of smoke lingering around the Portland area for more than a day. And I think we last year we had a fire in the gorge and an east wind and all the smoke just came into Portland, just sat there for three or four days. But growing up, I don't remember a lot of other days where there was this much smoke. And I, and I've spent a lot of time in central Oregon on vacation and business and Wildfire is definitely a way of life there. And so I remember smoke in the air there. And I always remember, you know what? A pine forest smells really good uh, on those warm days when the breeze is just kind of, you know, blowing through. But it also smells good if there's a fire going on because it's, you know, the trees are opening up. It's releasing the scent. The sap is, um, you know, coming to the surface. And so it always smells good. But this is just, there's so much of it in the air now. That's just, it's truly unpleasant. And. You know, again, I don't know if this is the new normal. I hope it's not, but you know, it's one of those things now that we have to deal with. It's air quality. It's bad for people, um, and those people that are in bad health or you know have issues to smoke sensitivity, I feel for you because it's something that you haven't really had to deal with a whole lot, and now the last two summers, especially, it's been bad. So. Hopefully, and it's out there everywhere you go. Like you yeah. can't even get away from it. You know, and I would say that. That's one thing I'm glad about here in Oklahoma is we're just flat. We don't have valleys. We don't have gorges. We don't have any of that. So, and we have wind. So at least that keeps the smoke from hanging around for too long, but the wind also keeps the fires going. So it's kind of a win some, you lose some kind of deal. So, cause I've never experienced the smoke hanging around for too long. I mean, I've seen it, it's been hazy and, but it doesn't hang around for more than a couple hours and then it's cleared out, you know? Sure. Even if the fire is still blazing. So it's, I mean, that's one good thing for Oklahoma, I suppose. You know, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the Saharan African dust that has been, you know, it, it, it's moved across the Atlantic, you know, come up from Houston, uh, out of the Gulf, over Houston, over Dallas, over Oklahoma City. And then it really disperses out for most of the East Coast. You look at satellites from Go 16 and, you know, NWS 20 and all these things, and you see the amount of smoke that is just not only coming in from, you know, Northern California and Southern Oregon, but British Columbia. And then you get the fires in Siberia. All that smoke is circulating the planet. And, you know, it's it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. But it truly shows how we're such a closed global system where, you know, a fire somewhere will eventually the smoke will eventually make it somewhere before it completely dissipates. 
Um, And you see it with volcanoes, you know, major eruptions with volcanoes where ash travels around the globe. So it's it's fascinating to watch. I wish it wasn't happening the rate it is. But man, at the same time, you know, it's it's just it's incredible. And yeah, we got to you got to come out here and visit us in Oregon so you can see the valleys and the gorges and the way that all these little mini microclimates shape up because it's it truly is one of one the top five hardest places to forecast in the world and two just all the little idiosyncrasies with you know a high pressure system and a low pressure system sending air through this basically a a very tight mountain gap and you know winds it's not that common or uncommon during the winter to have winds in the gorge gusting over 80 miles an hour while everywhere else oh yeah and it's 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 really amazing to watch and to experience that, you know, firsthand, you know, it's just, it's really incredible. But, you know, I'm very envious of you because, yes, I'd rather have smoke stick around for two or three hours than be gone versus sit here for three, four, five days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, we're praying for you guys and it will get better. Yeah, just send us some good air quality. That's all we ask. All right, I'll start blowing it your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, one quick question before we wrap up for today. Um, I know that you guys finally, you said you were going to get some rain here in the next, you know, five to ten days. It's in the forecast. Um, how bad is the drought situation looking like right now through Oklahoma, Oklahoma City? You know, it is really, really improving. In fact, I think there's some areas of central Oklahoma that are not in the drought anymore. And then surrounding areas it's getting a lot better. I think the panhandle though is still, still pretty dry, but it's seriously, seriously improving. So we're all really excited about that. Poor panhandle though. They're very hit or miss out there that's as true. far as anything. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's one that's definitely good to know. I know in years past, you guys have worried about, you know, severe droughts and, you know, I know that's extended all the way from, you know, the Dakotas down into Texas. So that's good news that you guys are finally, you know, hopefully getting back to more normal conditions. But um, we could all use some more rain. And hopefully yeah, this exactly. win- hopefully this winter, you know, we have a chance to catch up. But uh, it's been one of those weird weeks where everybody's dealing with warm weather. There's been some severe weather out there. Um, Bonnie, I hope that you get a couple chances to, you know, at least not if you're not going to go out and chase, just enjoy some nice strong thunderstorms and uh we'll be looking for rain well i wish you could see what i'm driving through right now i'm i'm between two pretty decent supercells one to my south and one to my north i'm up in northern northwestern oklahoma county and it is just dark to my south dark to my north and i'm driving through this strip of sunlight and to see the the back ends of these storms with all these, you know, there's some amble I can see, the little bit of mamadish. It's it's crazy over here. This is an excellent view. I wish everyone could see this with me. Take a picture and we'll post it on our social media. We'll do it on Facebook and then we'll do it on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, when the podcast is posted, be like, hey, this is the photo that, you know, we talked about toward the end of the podcast. But, Bonnie, I appreciate it. I know next week we're also going to be taping a little bit earlier in the week. Um, yes. Like I said, I'm off to a music festival. I believe you're on a road trip to Austin, so... Uh, yeah, next next weekend, yeah, I'll be down to see Cody Johnson, so I'm pretty excited for that. Fantastic. I get to see Alabama, Eric Church, Lady A, and Kid Rock are my four headliners this weekend. Okay, okay, that'll be a fun show, too. All right, well, you know, 
it's Party not responsibly. Right. Oh, I will. I will. I don't get too crazy on site. It's just it's it's more fun to be you know in control for me than you know going completely rage out. So. Good. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'm Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma City. And this has been B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye.